بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين We continue our discussion about and then inshallah when that's finished we go to the second issue for today which is tawakkul there is a beautiful hadith from imam sadiq and i have cited this hadith from Misbahu Sharia, which is attributed to Imam Sadr uh, The hadith says, Al-Ubudiyyatu Jawharatun Kunhuha Rububiyyah. Servitude is a substance whose essence and core is Lordship. When we become servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are not losing our power or significance. By refusing to serve anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indeed you are raising yourself. No, our example is like, a person who is servant of an ordinary person, a servant of, for example, a person who has some position, a servant of minister, a servant of, I don't know, first minister, then servant of the king. When you become servant of the king, you have raised yourself above all others. There is no one in this world who is no servant. But some people serve themselves. There are people who serve money, there are people who serve fame, position, their political party, their tribe, their sect, their, I don't know, cult, their gangs. So people serve different things. But when you refuse to serve anyone except the absolute truth, the absolute beauty, the absolute good, the absolute mercy, the absolute knowledge, the absolute power, it means that you want to say, I have such value that no one can claim my obedience. Amir al-Mu'mini said, لا تكن عبد غيرك قد جعلك الله حرة. Do not be servant of anyone. Allah has made you free. So to be servant of Allah is the only way to be free. Because Allah is the only one who wants me for myself. He doesn't want me for anything else. You know, like for example, even parents. 
sometimes, you know, some parents may have, you know, personal, I don't know, interests with respect to their children. But normally parents want the best for their children. They don't want anything from them. When they say to their children, you know, you should study, it's not that because they are going to do something for me. We want them to have very good future. When we say you should have good akhlaq, we say you should say prayer, you should fast, it's for themselves. Although you may say this as recommendation or prescription or even instruction or even sometimes you may command them, sometimes you may discipline them, but all is for themselves. We don't want from our children to come and serve us future or you know get more money in future and come give us. We want them to be successful. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and awliyaullah ask us to do something, it's for our own excellence. So if someone refuses to serve others, refuses to serve his own ego, and only dedicates himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he goes above others. <coughs> he becomes a person who does not have any worry, who does not have any fear, except with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Munajat Sha'baniya, we say, Ilahi al بنور عزك الأبهج فأكون لك عارفا وعن سواك منحرفا ومنك خائفا مراقبا Oh Allah, please let me join الحقني الحق means to make something join, to connect Let me reach the light of your dignity which is the most joyful light, the most exciting. So, when I am connected to that light, then I become a person who knows you personally, in a very intimate way. When you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a personal and intimate way, then anything other than Allah would have no attraction. Munharafa means you would deviate yourself from anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You would ignore them. This is a very beautiful sentence and I deliberately mentioned this because it explains the meaning of khawf. I want to be fearful and muraqib to watch myself. So the fear that we have is not the fear that you have when there is an enemy or there is a thief or there is a criminal or even for example when you are afraid of, I don't know, police because you have done something wrong. No. This is the fear of a lover who is worried that may do something that his beloved would be unhappy and would leave him. We don't want to do anything 
that would make Allah unhappy with us. This is the reason for fear for lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so if you reach this point, then no one can underestimate you, no one can, you know, claim your servitude, no one can, you know, do anything wrong with you. You are free, you are dignified, you are honorable. You can raise your head and say, I am servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also on top of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would equip you with his own special support, with knowledge, with power, as we said before. You know, I just finished with this hadith, this section, and we go to tawakkul. Abdi ata'ni. You remember we had this hadith. Abdi ata'ni aj'alka mathabi. My servant, obey me. I will make you similar to myself. Okay? In which sense? Ana hayyun la amut. I am living and never die. I make you also living, you never die. I am rich, I never become poor. I make you rich, you never become poor. <coughs> and whenever I want something, I say, Kun. Fayakun. I make you able to say kun fayakun. This happens in heaven. Whatever the people of heaven want would be brought for them. Yeah? So whatever you want in heaven, it comes. But there are people that in dunya also whatever they want happens. So, when we say this is not exaggeration. You can be on the, in the highest position in dunya. Of course, not na'uzu billah, independent from Allah, not na'uzu billah as a kind of arrogance or, you know, negative pride. All comes with humbleness. Such people are the most humble people. Such people are empty from ego. Okay. Now we move on to the next lesson, lesson 10, about tabakkul. One of the virtues that we should observe with respect to our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tawakkul. First, let us read some verses of the Quran and then we explain what is the meaning of tawakkul. In Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 122, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ only on God we should do tawakkul. We should put our trust only in God. It's 
possible to understand from this ayah that tawakkul is one of the requirements of iman. Yeah, because mu'min. Don't trust anyone other than Allah and put your trust only in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or in Surah Ma'idah, verse 23, chapter 5, verse 23. This makes it even clearer. In God only put your trust if you are believers. So don't put your trust in other people or other things. And put your trust only in God. So you have to be, you know, it's like La ilaha illallah. Yeah? It, so there is a negation and affirmation. You cannot trust your memory. You know, say, for example, my memory is very good. You know, sometimes you see people with good memory make mistakes. Sometimes a dua that you have been reading for years. You take your microphone, the microphone in the masjid and you want to read the dua, you forget. <laughs> Don't trust your memory. Don't trust your intelligence. Don't trust your skills. Say, I am very skillful, you know, I can give lectures, you know, very easily. Then you see, you make big mistake. You cannot trust your health. You cannot trust your money. You cannot trust your children. You cannot trust anything. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, mu'mineen should know this better than anyone else. The other ayah is ayah 2 of chapter 8. Allah is describing who are the mu'minun, who are the true believers. الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Those that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned or remembered, their hearts tremble, their hearts become very humble. وَإِذَا تُلِّيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ And when his communications is Verses, his communications are uh, recited. Zadatum imana. It would increase their iman. And they put their trust in their Lord. Okay. So now let's see what is tawakkul. That as a requirement of faith, we should consider, should observe. Tawakkul comes from wakala, yakalu, wakala. You know, we have wakil, for example. We have tawkil. When you leave something to someone, when you delegate a task to someone, then that person becomes your wakil. Okay, like an agent. Someone on your representative, someone that on your behalf can do something. Tabakol means that for doing something important, 
for doing something significant, <coughs> you would ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help by undertaking that work. It's different from talking. So it's not that I say to Allah, you do it. It's different from tafiz that I delegate to him. But it means that I ask him to get involved and help me. Okay? For example, you are a farmer. To have good harvest, you have to do many things. But you may do all the things and still rain doesn't come, for example. Or, I don't know, some, you know, disease may come. You do your best. You don't say, because I am putting my trust in God, then I go and sleep. Or, you know, I don't prepare the ground. Or I don't use, you know, good seeds. I don't, you know, give water. No. You do your best. But there are many things that are not in your control. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take this task of looking after other things on your behalf. It's like a kind of distribution of tasks. You say to Allah, I do my best, but there is a limit in what I can do. So please you take care of the rest. So this is why I say, <coughs> do your best and leave to Allah the rest. But the rest, not everything. <laughs> do your best. If someone studies for exam, has been attending classes, taking notes, doing homework, studying, then can do also tawakkul. Can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help him because maybe exam would be too difficult. Maybe, you know, all of a sudden I forget something. Maybe my mind would be distracted. My attention would be distracted. We need help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if I say I have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so I don't study, I don't take notes, I pray. Everyone, please pray for me. I have examined. I have not prepared myself. Okay, maybe once Allah helps you. Maybe twice Allah helps you. But because Allah loves you, once He would say, let me give him a lesson. This time he has to fail. Because then he becomes lazy. And he always wants to do things, you know, without preparation. And wants to rely on me. He's not going to grow, he's not going to become mature, he's not going to become responsible. So, we must not expect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time come and rescue us. Yes, you do your best, then Allah will come and help you. <coughs> now, there is a question here. What is the power of tawakkul? How much you can gain through tawakkul? 
The answer is there is no limit in what you can get from Tawakkul. If you have done your best, so you have exhausted yourself, then expect that Allah would also may do his best. But if Allah does his best, there is no limit. So it's up to him how much to help you. There are many factors. Your interest, other people's interest, the whole you know, system. There are many things to consider. But don't say to yourself, there is a little thing, for example, that can come from Tawakkul. It can be up to mu'jizah. Tawakkul can bring the power and support of Allah so much that no one can cope with it. No one can compete with you. Inshallah, next week, maybe in Aqaid, so that sisters also can hear, I will talk about the power of spiritual tools so that we know how much tawakkul, how much dua, how much tawassud, you know, can help, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Take a couple of questions. <laughs>